0: morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Maybe I just say, good. It is morning here, though. Birds are chirping. As opposed to yesterday, where the birds were freezing, but we'll talk about that in a bit. And this is JD. Welcome to yet another episode of Run Talk Run. The home game. Yeah. So. We're going to get. However long this show is today. Of. Me, myself, and I. So. Of course we're still doing the coronavirus shuffle. So. Anthony and I are not able to run together right now. That may change this weekend. We'll see. And the lovely Mrs. J.D. works this weekend. So it is me, myself, and I again. So this show will be as long as I actually have topics to talk about. I know there's some discussion about how long a podcast should be. And I know some people like the half hour, 45 minute area. I have a number of nice ladies who listen to this show. ...who uh, are happier with the two and two hours plus banters that Anthony and I would go on. Because it helps them with their long runs. And if you're a fan of Mr. Mike Rowe, the dirty jobs guy, he's got a show... She refers to as podcast for the person with a curious mind and a short attention span. Those suckers never go over 15 minutes. That's it. Sometimes are even shorter. It's just a little story. Boom, and he's done. Very, very brief. So, yep. It all depends. How much I like. But as a podcaster, I can tell you the main thing is always content. The content is interesting. Now, I'll record a lot longer, but if it becomes boring, plotting, you know, just. Talking for talking's sake. Turn my gym glass on here. Good. Get that going. We'll switch hands. I have the alarm set low. And the vibration on high, so. I'll know when my segments are, because today is technically not a run day for me. Today is extra. As part of my Galloway training program let's finish one topic at a time So, anyway depends upon what you have huh. you going to get to hear something cool I'm going to step off to the road here you're going to hear an Amish cart go by I'm going to just wait right here I got it all day You go. Amish wagon. Married man and his bride in the cart. You can tell the married guys because the married guys have the uh, have the beard no mustache look. That's that's what they do when they're married. If they're clean shaven, they're available. I don't believe the Amish do rings. Could be wrong. I don't believe they do that though. Uh, since rings would probably be ostentatious in their mind so they use something that the good lord gave them and that's facial hair so if you're available you're clean shaven if you're a dude and then once you're taken betrothed then you start growing out the beard but you still have to shave the upper lip There you go. So that was interesting. And yes, we have Amish who are on my street now. Because I live in the country. In South Central Pennsylvania. So, anyway. So the point was, if you have interesting stuff, you can carry a conversation longer. But if you're by yourself, unless you have cool stuff, like an Amish buggy going by, you kind of run out of cool stuff a lot faster than if you have somebody to bounce ideas off of. so it's probably why these shows, when it's just me, uh tend to kind of stop r- around fifty minutes to an hour. so that's usually about all the topics I got, so anyway so that's that topic put to the side so let's see what else to talk about well today we're doing somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 12 miles and this is just for extra extra miles because Mr. Galloway as I mentioned previously he only wants me three days a week he wants me on Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays for the training program that I have off of Garmin Connect. Well, I never felt like that was enough running. Felt like I needed at least one more day. So I started adding a longer run on Sunday since one. He was giving me Sundays off, and two, the whole coronavirus thing. The pool, where I would normally be today and do my cross-training of swimming, is still closed. So I cannot do that. So I need to do something else. So I've added in an LSD run. We'll actually have two this week though because mr galloway's got one for me on Tuesday of nine miles so I don't know whether I'll be doing that in stages on the treadmill or I should be able to get outside and do it. Um, don't believe the weather's gonna be a problem for outside on Tuesday but <clears throat> getting a nine mile run in On a work day. Not the greatest. Not the greatest, so. Yep. I don't know what I have going on Tuesday as far as work goes, but I don't believe Tuesday is particularly busy, but it might be. Matter of fact, I think it is. I gotta have a class in the morning and I have online office hours in the afternoon. If I'm not mistaken. So, yep. So i got a full day on Tuesday, so it makes it tough to get a nine mile run in. So, it's the one thing I don't like about these training programs, which is nicer, if you actually have a human with you. So I you kind of move up the pecking order, for Jeff Galloway training programs. Of course, at the bottom, at the real bottom, of course, is the Jeff Galloway book, right? He's got them in the back. You look it up, you write it down yourself, and you just do it yourself. But then moving up the pecking order is um, Garmin Connect off of your somewhat pricey watch that you bought. We're going to have our second Amish buggy. Um, I wonder if church services are uh, at my neighbor's place here. And it's usually what happens. They tend, to, they tend to move church services around. So we're going to get our second Amish buggy today. And since I run into traffic, so I can see what's coming at me. Once we get close, I'll just step off the road and, and wait. Because today's an LSD. So. Alright, All right, so now we're going to step off the road and wait. A bit, I want to just walk. Uh, I'm having some fun here. That's the family that lives nearby. They're a little friendlier. They do the smile and wave. First group just do the no expression wave. So but I do look somewhat Amish appropriate for a uh, a dude in my 50s. And then I have facial hair. So, of course, I have facial hair over my lip, as a true English person would. But I suppose I don't look totally repulsive, since my facial hair kind of matches what a married dude would look like. In their culture, so maybe that's why I get this smile, or maybe she thinks I'm cute. I don't know. I don't know. So maybe she sees me, and she's thinking back to her rübspringa when she was 16 or 17, and her parents let her off the chain, and they all got crazy, which is what they do go out into the big English world see what it's got with the hope that it will repulse you and you'll turn back and then be baptized because of course they're anabaptists they do baptism as an adult and I have a blowout I have a I wonder oh you know why uh All right, we'll talk about this in a second. Let me just pause you for a second. All right, I don't know if you can hear that. Way off in the distance. Amish cart number three. Very cool. Yeah, I know. I'm blowing it off. Yeah, we're definitely having something going on in my neighborhood. So. Alright. I'll discuss the blowout in a minute. So, they're either all showing up at my neighbor's place because church services is here today or It is Mother's Day here in the States. I don't know if the Amish celebrate Mother's Day, but they may be taking advantage of an opportunity to get together as a community, which they're very good about. Definitely could learn something from the Amish. They definitely look out for each other. So, anyway. So the blowout. So let's see. 2018 February. I was in Richmond with my buddy Titanium Tim, and uh, I noticed he was tying his shoes, kind of a new fancy way where he just did the usual two loop tie that you learned as a kid. And then he would tuck his laces under that first lace that goes across by your toes. And he swore to me that that will always prevent your laces from coming undone during a run. And also prevent you from having to double knot your laces. So I tried it and it worked and ever since then that has been how I tie my shoes but from time to time when I'm in a hurry I forget to tuck them so that's where the blowout came from today my left shoe, I felt something flapping around down there But darn it I forgot to tuck my laces but they are now retied and tucked and There's Amish cart number four. I'm just going to chase him. so they're going away now. Yep, definitely something going on around my area. Yeah, cool. Very cool. This is the most Amish carts I've seen. And I'm recording it. How cool is that? So. So there you go. So anyway, I highly advise you you want to be able to tie your shoes and never have to worry about them coming untied during a run. Take those two loops, tuck them under that first lace. You'll never have to worry about that again. I've not tried it on a trail run. All right, trail run sometimes can be a little bit more heavy duty as far as uh, what you put your shoes through. Cause of course, it's not just the undersides of your shoes that get it. If you're running through a creek or a stream, you know, tops of your shoes get it as you're running through low brush or around or over rocks and boulders. So I've not tried it in trail shoes yet, but I would uh, would hazard a guess it works there too. I'm sure Tim's used it for that because. Tim does a fair amount of trail running. It's probably part of the reason why he's so fast. Because trail running does really improve your balance, number one. And it improves your overall leg strength. uh, Because it's just so much harder than running on a flat road. You know, say in Florida. Oh, here we go. We're gonna get Amish cart number five. I'm gonna cross this road there. We're gonna get Amish cart five and six. That was a family, so mom and dad in the first one, which would make sense, and then son and daughter in the second one, because that boy was clean shaven. He ain't married, so there you go. <coughs> Another one. Seven. Flying up the road is eight. Yeah, church is here today. We're just going to wait until listen to eight because we're going to turn. Probably going to go away from these guys be neighborly and say hello. <clears throat> there he's going behind me. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't bring the hot rod out. He's only got one, one horse. Some of these other folks brought out the, the hot rod. With their two horses, uh, obviously you can, you can get some speed with two horses. <clears throat> and all of them, except for one, I think, they've all got the hard tops on. So that's the winter carriage. They have the hard top on. <clears> the <throat> soft tops come out in late spring and summer. Because the soft tops don't have a window. They just have an open area where your windshield, or as my British friends would say, windscreen would be. But the hard tops have a windshield. Because obviously it's a winter carriage. You don't want that cold air blowing on you. Close that window. And they can open them. They can like slide one, get some air in there. and uh yeah so there you go oh here we go breeze now all right i really hope i'm recording this this is just amazing all right anyway so where was i before yeah adding some miles So, that's the plan today, it's just to add some miles, but it also benefits me, because I'm doing this thousand kilometer trek, virtually, across the great state of Tennessee. So, yeah, there's a breeze. That's okay. It was worse yesterday. This is about a about a 15 mile an hour breeze right here. I had a speed workout going in this direction, and uh, it was standing me up. It was blowing so hard. I'm pretty certain we had uh, we had winds into the 30s. Um, uh, it's usually about how fast it has to get Before I literally Almost come to a standstill On a run I um, can still kind of Force my way through The 20s but yeah, Once you get a gust that hits the 30s Yep It's like somebody just put a hand up in front of you And you're like boom You feel like you've stopped So Yeah that was no fun throw in the fact that with the wind yesterday it felt like 23 degrees Fahrenheit yep by the way it's Mother's Day today it's in May we should not be having wind chills period never mind if 23 degrees we should not be having a wind chill period in May it's too late for that we should be getting up into the mid 70s before I live but today we're going to struggle to make it to 60. And we're going to be happy with that. Because yesterday we set an all-time low high temperature. So we made it to 46 degrees. And that is the lowest high temperature we've had for the well, what is it now? Today's the 10th, so for May the um, May the 9th in South Central PA. So that is a new low high record. Uh, we were actually one degree um, warm for the all-time low, which was actually 32 degrees. Um, officially, we made it to 31, uh, 33. At the airport. I'll take an extra walk break here. Um, Of course at my house. No we made it to 31. So we definitely got below freezing. Um, But. yeah, It was just. It was cold yesterday. No way about it. It was cold here for February yesterday. So. Never mind early May. But. But our winds are coming due west now, which is good. They were coming from the north and the northwest yesterday, which means, oh, Canada, was making its appearance. That's what happens when we get that. So that's good news. And uh, I believe later on today the winds will shift. To the southwest, and we'll start to pick up some more heat, so good stuff, good stuff, there we are, All right, this is my walk, now, because I blew off my run to go up that hill, I've, I've done enough running up hills this week, but anyway, so thousand kilometer trek across Tennessee, so... Um, I'm currently, where am I? Uh, I think I'm 45 or 55. I don't remember which one. So we'll split the difference and say 50. 50 miles in to what will end up being a little over 620 total miles one end of the state to the other. I was looking at the map and yeah actually gonna have me in a couple of different states. So of course it actually starts you in Arkansas on the opposite bank of the mighty Mississippi and then you run up to West Memphis Arkansas, cross the Mississippi into Memphis, through Memphis, and then on your way towards the other end of the state in the very extreme northeast corner. And if you look at the state, it actually comes to a point in that northeast corner. That's where we finish right in that point. So, so, of course, we started in Arkansas. Now I'm virtually in Tennessee. I will be in Tennessee for a while now. But once we get near Chattanooga, about the middle of the state, southern half, the route, or route, whichever you prefer, actually has us dipping south into extreme northern Georgia for a while before pulling us back up north into Tennessee and in and through Chattanooga proper. So we go by the Chattanooga Choo Choo, which I have seen. And uh, then they take you northeast out of Chattanooga towards Knoxville. I've also seen. And uh, then beyond Knoxville you actually have to go into extreme southwest Virginia because the road you need to get to that little triangle piece in the, where you finish requires you to actually cross the border into Virginia and travel for a little bit in Virginia before coming back south to hit that corner there's no direct there's no direct road there I mean obviously if you had a machete you could probably hack your way through although there's actually some um, businesses and houses and people in that area so you know you might also be hacking your way through somebody's backyard so not cool so they do keep you to trails. um, And actual trails. I mean, probably something that the local township maintains in the Parks and Rec. It's not like a trail through the forest. It's something that Parks and Rec maintains. Or they have you on, like I am right now, I-64. Which I normally would not run on. But it's virtual, so... (coughs) Running with the cars and the trucks and the buses going east-west across Tennessee. <clears throat> Y'all. So, there you go. So, of course, that requires just a little over five miles per day to make it in the time period they give you. Because you have from the beginning of May. This is when I started. To the 31st. Of August. So. These. Uh, longer Sunday runs. Will also give me some. Some extra cushion. In case I have a bad day. Or. You know I can only get out and do. Do like a hill workout for Galloway. And those tend to give me about two, two and a half miles in total distance because it's just, you know, five-minute warm-up, five-minute cool-down, four cadence drills, four acceleration gliders, and then however many hills you want you to do. And it's just the same hill over and over as you run up take a, uh, a minute rest break at the top and walk it off then he has you run back down and then take a break run back up so I'm up to five hills now and my goal race just nothing actually scheduled just something I made up is isn't until the 11th of July, so... I'm sure eventually he'll have me up to 10 or 12 hills. I know for the speed repeats that I did yesterday, he's got me up to 8 half-mile repeats with a three minute break in between. Speaking of breaks, we're going to take another one to go ahead and get some tailwind as I walk into a headwind. So I have a headwind and tailwind all at once. And we'll take an extra walk break because today's LSD, you can't have Too many walk breaks today. I'm trying a new ratio. I'm doing a 120-20. Because for Mr. Galloway, in order to hit my time goal with a run-walk, what he has suggested for me is two minutes running, 30-second walk. (coughs) Which I actually have to use on... My long runs, I actually have to use that run-walk strategy on the, on the long runs. And I also have to use it <coughs> on what's called, and I just did them this week, um, Tuesday? Tuesday, I think. Um, <coughs> um, goal pace repeats. So, the goal pace repeat is still a half-mile repeat, It is slower than the speed repeats. (coughs) And uh, yeah, but for the goal pace ones, um, you do have to use your run walk strategy because the idea is to try and hit that pace while using a run walk. For the speed repeats, as best I can see, um, again, you can always throw in a run walk. Galloway's never going to yell at you for doing run-walk, but it's not required. The speed repeats are actually to try and get you up to a particular pace, um, (coughs) which is about somewhere around 30 seconds faster per mile than your goal pace. Um, So I think, and this is just me thinking out loud here, um, of course, if I didn't think out loud, you wouldn't be hearing it. I couldn't record it. And you wouldn't know what I was thinking, would you? So there you go. Um, but um, I think the p- purpose of the speed repeats is to actually get you to go nonstop for a, a half mile at a faster pace. Because that's the pace you're going to need to be able to hold with the walk brakes to get your actual goal pace. I think that's the magic behind all that. So... Um, so that's what I'm doing. So if I'm doing it wrong, eh, then sue me. But it made sense when I just said it. And it made sense earlier when I thought about it, so, you know, seems to be. Um, did okay yesterday. Again, you know what, I'm going to just shut this off for a bit. We're going to take a little longer walk here as I talk this idea out, and walk up yet another hill. Um, Yeah, yesterday, of course, colder than, you know, a well digger's ass. And, uh, of course, half of it's into a headwind. And, of course, you know, if you're hitting the headwind, you're also running into the hills, and you're going uphill. So it was uphill into a headwind on really, really cold. Really, really cold conditions. So, yeah, I had a couple of, a uh, uh, couple of repeats that were definitely slower uh, than what Mr. Galloway wanted. Um actually had one, and then it was probably the worst hill coming up, and I just, I hit this one Wall of wind. Uh, it had to be a 35 mile an hour gust, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I was fighting, fighting, to get to it, to get a 10 minute pace um, going. That's, I was, I was tired, and I was doing a 10 minute pace uphill into the wind. So. And then, of course, you know, turn around, come back the other way. Now I've got the wind at my back, and uh, I'm not fighting a hill, or I might even have like a, a bit of a, a downgrade now. And now, of course, I look down and I look at my watch, and it's like, oh look, 7:05 for a pace right now. Well, that's so much better than 10. So, yeah, it was just hard to keep an actual pace yesterday. And then sometimes it would come due from the north and just hit you sideways and, you know, T-bone you and, you know, you'd end up taking, like, a couple of weird, like, stutter steps. And, you know, you're obviously not going very fast if you're if you're moving sideways. So, so yeah, hard to keep a pace yesterday, so. But... I will be doing this actual race at the rail trail, which, it's not flat, nothing around me is flat, um, depending upon which way you go, and I believe if you go from the, it's if you go north, so if you go from the Maryland line up towards York, um, it is actually a 1% grade, that'll mean something to my friend Roxanne who uh, was very happy that she found a 1% grade in Florida, which is hard to do. I mean, you know, Florida's pretty darn flat. So, so yeah. So, so yeah. So, uh, so part of it will have a 1% grade, but again, around here, you know, I'm just so used to it, you don't even feel a 1% grade around here. So, alright, let's go ahead and Turn my run-walk on again. Here we go. I'm purposely trying to do this one slow. I ended up, I think, tweaking my calf last week on Monday. Because I'm like, I just want to go for a run. So I went for a five-mile run. And I didn't feel like bringing all of the supplies with me. I just want to bring my keys bring a water bottle and just go so I did I did 5 miles non-stop at about a a 10.5 minute pace so I wasn't trying to go particularly fast for me but yep it was probably a little bit too much after doing 10 miles the day before So, I ended up tweaking something in my calf. My calf was really, really tight. And that almost never happens. I can't say it's never happened. I don't remember it happening, but I'm sure it's happened at some point. You know? Been running quite a long time now, so. Trying to think yesterday. I've been back at it for 14 years. So <clears throat> at least No, no, you know what? It's longer because I've been doing marathons for 14 years. Yeah. Marathons 14 years, so <laughs> I'm back for at least 16. Maybe 17. So <clears throat> And then there was a period before that, I ran for a while, so all told, probably since high school, I probably have about a good 20 years of uh, distance running, which I think is pretty good for a 53-year-old, that's what I at least can currently say that I am, until this July. And then I've become a 54-year-old. So. so hopefully... Hopefully things will be opened up by then. Which brings us to our coronavirus talk. And I hear people going, oh, please, no. Don't talk about coronavirus. We're sick to death with coronavirus. And I'm with you. But We do have some news... Where I live, as far as the coronavirus goes. So, let's pass that on. So, if you listen to it shortly after I upload this today, you will be in the know of what's going on in the great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, USA. So, as you know, we've got this global pandemic. called the coronavirus, which, as best we can tell, started in Wuhan province of China. Although I will throw out, I actually have seen some information that did not look like it was completely fabricated or, you know... Tin hat, kind of cuckoo, cuckoo, crazy stuff. Actually, the coronavirus is a chimeric virus, or some might say chimeric virus. And it's basically a virus that we created that we tampered with on purpose just to see what it would do. And apparently, the research for that actually started in the US and of course we have these things here called ethics and so once it became noteworthy as to what was going on there were people of importance who went you know what, what you're doing here isn't exactly ethical, so no, you can't do it here anymore there's no money for this ...which is what drives research here. If there's money for it, we'll do it. Ethics aside. As long as somebody will pay for it, it'll happen. Sadly. Um, But... ...as this information went on... So... Well, let's see. Where could we... ...do this... ...where... um, ...we don't have the same ethical considerations... And here comes Wuhan, China. So, I don't know. It might be BS. But, you know, with the way things are, I honestly gotta tell you, I would not be surprised to find out that it actually did start here. And then, when it started uh, raising too many eyebrows, it got outsourced. To China. And then of course it did what it did in China. And now here we are. So. Either way. Ethics. And better precautions. Always a good thing. Right? Always good to be ethical. We'll just leave it at that. So. Anyway. So. uh So, of course, we're here in this whole big pandemic. Everybody got shut down. Um, You know, you can't go visit your neighbor. You have to basically shelter in place. Well, now we're coming to the point where different states are opening up. Some states are opening statewide. Some are opening by county. Some are opening by region. It's kind of a hodgepodge. Um, But that is the United States. right? It's called the Tenth Amendment. Anything not specifically enumerated to the federal government is not the federal government's job. It's the state's job. So, shouldn't surprise anybody. It is our Constitution. So, Anyway, so of course different states are doing different things. Well, one of the things you'll be hearing, to haven't already, is that the uh, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania will soon be turning into the HMS bounty. We have a number of counties who are vying for the role of Mr. Christian. Mr. Fletcher Christian, who are now about to mutiny our Captain Bly, known as Governor Tom Wolfe. So, so, at the beginning of this, in Pennsylvania, we shut down by county. Um, so, counties that seem to have a problem, that's where the, uh, that's where the lockdown orders went. And as long as the county was doing fine, we're gonna just take normal precautions, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, cough into your elbow, but we're not gonna do anything extra. Well, of course, the virus did what viruses do, and that spread. And we got to the point where, okay, you know what? We've added enough counties, individually that you know it probably just does make sense you just make this statewide so so we did that and we did that this week now will be week eight well the governor came out with criteria to start loosening those restrictions And it's your traffic signal kind of a thing. We're in the red zone right now. And if you're doing well, you can move to the yellow zone or caution. So certain things happen. Certain things are allowed to happen. Um, But we're not completely there yet. Once things are really doing well, you move to green. Thumbs up. And we're back to where we were. pre-coronavirus. So far, makes sense. Well, we've had a couple of counties, 24 in the northern part of Pennsylvania, specifically the northwest and the north central, which is not surprising. There's not a lot of people there. We have counties up there that don't even have 25,000 people. They're very, very rural counties. So, the reason... Reason to uh, understand, or I should say, it's easy to understand why there are not a lot of cases. Because, as I always like to say, there are more elk in Elk County than there are people. You know? There's probably more carbon in the ground than there are carbon molecules walking around in Carbon County. And we could do the same thing with a number of things. You know? so, so they opened, again, went to caution um, this past Friday. And the governor also announced some more counties, which will be moving to yellow next Friday. Well, based on the criteria... Has now angered many a county, angered a county out in western PA, because all of western PA is now going to open, um, go to yellow when I say open. Um, this is coming up Friday, which will be the 15th. So, except for Beaver County, which has, yes, many a town with the name Beaver in it. Beaver Falls, Beaver Creek, Big Beaver, Little Beaver. Yep. And uh, we'll leave it there before this becomes a double entendre show. So, anyway, because Beaver County had a very horrible amount of the virus in one particular nursing home now the rest of the county are actually doing no worse than everywhere else around them but this one nursing home was not doing well and so they were held back because of the one nursing home of course the county commissioners are not happy with that their argument is hey um why don't we just deal with the nursing home and then everybody else go about their business? You know? Most of our residents do not live in this nursing home. So why are we penalizing an entire county for one nursing home? And then, of course, you have counties in my area, which is south-central Pennsylvania. Well, Shortly after this came out. County commissioners. In a county called. Lebanon. Which if you look at it would be. Lebanon. But we don't pronounce it. Lebanon. In Pennsylvania. If you listen to our media. They will. Say Lebanon. Because they're taking time to pronounce. The word the way we would pronounce it but most people around here would just go ahead and slur it and just shorten it down to Lebanon. So instead of three syllables, Lebanon, it's two syllables, Lebanon. Well, the county commissioners in Lebanon have now declared mutiny and have told the governor... That we don't give a flying fig what you say. We're going to go to Yellow next Friday. Whether you like it or not. Because this is nonsense now. Their argument, of course, is that... You know... The reason for locking everybody down... Their county has... Complied with... And been able to manage. So the original reason for doing all this... Has been satisfied has been more than satisfied in their uh, their estimation. And so there's no reason to continue to keep doing this and just making people's lives miserable because, yeah, telecommuting is a great idea if you have a job that allows you to telecommute. But if you're a farmer, you don't telecommute, all right? If you got nowhere to sell your, your wares, you're either plowing them under or you're euthanizing them. You know? If you run a nail salon or a barber shop, you can't telecommute this stuff. So, there are a number of people who simply have not been able to work for eight weeks. So, they're kind of like, you know what? Enough is enough. So, They uh, have now declared mutiny. Well, the sheriff of Cumberland County, which is the county just south of Harrisburg, has now come out and said, as of next Friday, law enforcement in Cumberland County is not gonna be enforcing the stay-at-home orders, because and this is a direct quote: "I'm not going to make criminals out of businessmen." So, so Cumberland County is going to yellow, whether the governor likes it or not. Next week, actually, this Friday. Um, my county had a letter sent to the governor with all 10 state rep and legislators saying hey um, you said you wanted to see 14 days of less than 50 new cases per 100,000 and in the last 14 days We've had 14 new cases per 100,000 people, well below where you want us to be. Um, We also have one of the larger medical centers in the area, so we're actually doing fairly well for this area as far as uh, uh, medical care goes. So we are the regional trauma center around here. So we're gonna get airlifted and they don't airlift you to Hershey they'll airlift you to York Hospital so they do have a helicopter and they're a, uh, they're a stroke center here so if you're having a stroke that's where you want to go they're, uh, they're qualified nationwide Um go ahead and do that and deal with that effectively Um, um, which I can attest to because my dad had a stroke while he was here visiting back in 2011 and that's where he ended up for a week Was York Hospital and they did take very good care of him very nice people So. so there's that So, of course, they've now demanded that we move up to yellow as of this Friday. Adams County, where Gettysburg is, has done the same. Um, Dauphin County, which is where Harrisburg is, has done the same. Um, We have some further northern counties, Perry, Juniata, they are also saying, hey... You're going to allow areas that have more coronavirus than us to go to yellow. What gives? So you may be seeing all of South Central Pennsylvania basically uh, mutinying this Friday. And uh, announcing that, as far as we're concerned, we're yellow now. So I mean the gyms will open up. Um, It means that uh, you no longer need the shelter at home. It will mean you can have large groups. Now, again, large isn't defined. I will say it's a little bit worrisome because some people will think large is 20 people because they're an introvert, and some people who are extroverts will decide to get 5,000 people together, so that's a little worrisome. But, but yeah, basically, if you can work from home, you're highly advised to continue to do that. If you can't, your business can open, but you have to provide safety measures. So, again, um, your hair salons, your nail salons, your barber shops, they can all open, just everybody's got to wear a mask. Alright? You walk in, you wear a mask, you get your haircut, and you walk out. Same thing for your you know your stylist your your nail person your your barber they've got to wear a mask the whole time and wash your hands wash your hands wash your hands so so yeah it's going to get interesting in my state so be watching the news for that cuz i believe if that actually happens you will see a cascade feature moving right across the state. Because, of course, my county and Lebanon County and Dauphin County yeah, it's pronounced Dauphin even though it's it's the French word for Prince Dauphin it's actually pronounced Dauphin around here all go to yellow. Well, I guarantee you Burks, which is where Reading is, Lancaster, which is where Lancaster is. We'll also go We stop that. These counties are our neighbor. So we don't want to do this stay-at-home crap anymore. So yeah, it'll probably just you'll have all kinds of counties just going fully on you. We're all going to 11. We're all going to to yellow. 11, yeah. Like it's a spinal tap show here, right? This one goes to 11. It's one louder. Yep, so. Yep. Which, we'll see. I mean, you know. Because, of course, you know, you're going to have the majority of the border between my state and Maryland, you know, if that happens. Going to uh, to yellow, which may influence Governor Hogan down in Maryland to start opening things. Um, you're definitely going to have some grouchy people in New York on the northern end of my state. We're going wait. Why is Potter County open? But you know, I'm north of that. Here in Bath, New York. And I'm still shut down. You know? Why is Corning shut down? But all of northern PA, south of me, is open. (coughs) So who knows? You may see some New York counties telling Andrew Cuomo to go pound salt. It'll be interesting to see what Governor Wolf does about it because they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to acquiesce and go, okay, I'll, I'll give you the okay. We looked at it again and yep, yeah, It's fine. Go ahead. Kind of make it look like it was his idea before it gets out of hand. Um, Or he's going to have to call in the National Guard and the state police, right, to enforce what the county governments have basically just said they're going to give him the finger and say we're not going to do. And then what do you do? You call it the National Guard. On your own people. (coughs) Because they simply want to go back to work. So. That's why I bring it up. It's going to be very very interesting in PA. And. Whether you like him or not. This part of PA. Is heavy duty Trump country. So. If it goes that way... You'll definitely hear about it. Because... President Trump... Will definitely tweet about it. Talk about it. And he'll probably get on Air Force One. And land in Harrisburg. And... Do some sort of a... Some sort of a rally. Since yellow means you can have large crowds again. So, it's gonna get interesting. That's all I'm saying. So, there you go. But, as far as my work goes, I am not governed by the state of PA, in which I live. I'm governed by the state of Maryland, where I work. I already have a schedule that goes through mid-June for work from home, so I don't think I'll be crossing the Mason-Dixon line to go to work. Honestly, I I don't see it happening until probably July. I think they'll probably keep us remote as long as they can since we've been doing so much remote I actually think and we'll see if I'm right that the new norm for us and I did a whole solo show and I was just thinking about what a crazy word. Order that is. The new norm. Because of course something can't really be. A norm. If it's new. Right? Something is normal. It's something you've been doing for a while. You've integrated it. Into your whole way of being. So you don't really consider it new anymore do you? It's just that thing you do. Alright? So. Technically speaking, if anything, it's new. It can't actually be the norm. It's just that new thing you do. Maybe for a while. Maybe not. You don't know yet. So, but we like that phrase, the new norm. So there it is. But uh, but yeah, I kind of wonder if what's going to transpire from this is a lot more remote teaching for me. Since we've been able to do it, we've been able to do it actually very well, we have amazed people at our ability to basically hit the brakes, throw the car into reverse, spin it around, and go in what seems like a completely different direction. Than we were going before when we had in-person classes, so heard a lot about that. So, and let's face it, the studies all say that you're more productive when you work from home, assuming your work can be done from home, than if you have to get up, clean yourself up, go to a job. You know, get your area straightened away, get your coffee for the morning, you know. Read your thousand and one emails from yesterday and then jump into your work. Only to stop halfway through for a lunch break. Yeah, I'm blowing off a walk break here, a run. Um, You know, come back from lunch, jump back into it but only for a little bit of time because of course you're starting to get a little sleepy around around 2 so maybe you're not as productive as you might normally be or maybe this is when all of your meetings are so again unless the meeting is productive you're not really being that productive you're just kind of sitting and listening or you know putting your two cents in and then it's a long drive home As you fight your local traffic. Come home. You got your half an hour to an hour. To try and unwind after work. Before you have to jump up and make yourself some dinner. Or take care of your kids. Or do a thousand and one other things. That of course can't happen while you're not there. So. And then it's go to bed. Rinse and repeat the next day. Whereas. If you're home. You know. I was joking with my my colleagues at work that, you know, I don't know what's going to happen when I actually have to go back to work in Baltimore because I've gotten very used to uh, waking up sometime between 5.30 and 6 o'clock in the morning every day, which I know to some folks is like, wow, that's really early. But prior to this, I was getting up somewhere between 3.30 and 4 to do all the stuff I have to do on our small little farm (coughs) before I can get cleaned up and hop in the car and drive down and get to work before the really crazy Baltimore traffic happens. That's some of the other issues there, you know. There's a big difference between leaving from here at, uh, there's a huge difference traffic-wise, but leaving my house at 5.30 and leaving my house at 5.45. Um, You can easily add a half an hour to the drive, even though it's only 15 minutes difference, easily. And the closer you get to six, the longer your drive is. Um, In fact, my drive to work at 5.30, which will take me just over an hour, if I try to leave a half an hour later, can easily be a two hour drive. That's how different the traffic patterns are. And it's the same on the way home. You know, if I don't get out of work at 3.30, I'm looking at at least an hour and a half ride home. At least, minimum. Um, Usually it's about an hour and 40. Some days are better than others though. But yeah, you know, later than that, yeah, now you're looking at an hour and 45 to two hours. to get home because of the traffic, so. Yep. So, there it is. So, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying being able to go to bed and not set an alarm. And, like, today I woke up at 5.40 and went, oh, okay. I'm awake. I guess I'll get up. You know, as opposed to being jarred awake at, like, you know, 3.45. Like, ugh. I only... I could only get another 30 minutes. I'd I'd feel better. But I don't have it. So there we go. Uh, So there it is. Uh, So I think I'm going to do this again. I'm going to shut this off. Take some longer walks here. It's definitely warming up. Even though... uh, It's still not early May weather. But, yeah, our wind is definitely starting to uh, to shift now. I can see it in the trees. It's coming from the south. So, there it is. So, what else is up here? So, I mentioned I have the fast 10K I'm training for in July. I'm doing this thousand kilometer trek across Tennessee. And actually what I'm doing for that, just to pass that on in case, I know there's some people who listen who uh, are doing if they're not doing this thing, they're doing another thing. Um, There's one now that goes across New York um, which will actually start this Friday the 15th. Uh, It's the first day for that. Um, There's one now across um, the Florida Keys I think it's like 200 miles across the Florida Keys. Um, I know somebody who's doing that. I saw one in England, um, and I think you go from the bottom all the way up to the tippy top of the uh, of the island in Scotland. Aye, laddie, way up north now. So um, that's actually. That's actually 800 miles, I believe. So that one's like the longest um, virtual uh, ultra that's out there. So, uh, Tennessee was the first of the, you know, one saying, now, we're the longest. And now, of course, New York came out with a 1,000-mile one. And uh, England came out with a 1,000-mile, a 1,000-kilometer one. And England came out with I don't know what it is in kilometers, but I know it was 800 miles, so it's it's 200 miles longer than the one I'm doing, but that's too long. That's too long for me, so we're not doing that. So, as we turn into our headwind, let's have some tailwind. Oh, I love this stuff. I saw my buddy Anthony has now started using their recovery drink um, they have a chocolate recovery drink tailwind does and uh... that was actually very uh... yoda-esque wasn't it mm. they have a recovery, recovery drink. drinks they do mm, very interesting um, but uh, they have a chocolate recovery drink that tastes very much like yoohoo if you're familiar with chocolate yoohoo and uh... Yeah, if you grew up south of Mason Dixon, you know what YooHoo is, Um, um, and it is. It's very good. It's very good. Um, I will probably order myself some more of it, and uh, because I need to order myself some more of the Endurance Formula, which I have, which is I currently have the lemon. I've had lemon. I've had berry. I think those are the only two flavors I've tried. Everything I've tried from them is good tasting. Um, not too sweet um, uh, or sour. Again, because you know lemon citrus so it might have like a sour-ish taste to it. Nope, nope, it's good. Um, and then, uh, of course, the chocolate recovery drink. It, it tastes like yu. Um, so I may order some of that as well too. Um, it's nice on the bag. They give you. There's actually a little little uh, dash mark on there where you can see once the powder gets to this level, now is when you want to go ahead and reorder it. So you have it ready for you when it's time to uh, change bags. Alright, so now we're going to start this again. Now that my tailwind is a tailwind. So guy out with his dog. We'll be saying hello to somebody with their dog. I have a feeling he's gonna turn. Yep, he is. So we're gonna come up from the back. Some sort of a husky mix. Who definitely sees me, it's stopping to look at me. So, we might be saying hello, puppy pretty soon but anyway so like I said I got this and kilometer thing going um, all of my wife's races have now turned into a virtual so at some point we're doing her virtual Frederick 5k and then we'll be doing her virtual um, Baltimore 10 miler uh, as a virtual we were doing it as a, uh, as a team Each of us had to do five miles, but I have a feeling we'll do our five miles together. So we'll each have done five miles, but together it'll make ten, rather than just run by myself. So, coming up on the dog... He's a happy boy. Oh my gosh. she's so excited. He's yeah. like, let's go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was just crazy talk yesterday. With the... Hudson? Oh my gosh. Yesterday was so cold. Oh, I know. Like... And I have an ear infection,
1: so I couldn't... Uh, it, so she's been locked up for three days. Yeah. Ah, hey. So
0: you get out of the way? Yeah. You trip people that way. That's rude. So what kind of a dog is he? This is just a husky. This is All right. A Oh, cool. He was stuck in a crate. Uh-huh. I have a friend of mine who has two dogs that look just like that. Oh, well, I think he's got, they're a little smaller. Yeah. And it's got some sort of a fancy name. All right. Well, enjoy your run today. Oh, I'm not running. I'm only, All right. I'm only placating her. All right. Yeah, yeah. But I'll let you go on. All right. All right. You too. See ya. (laughs) You ever want a partner? Oh, my gosh. I might take you up on that. Actually, I just want my own dog. Very happy dog, though. I can't imagine a husky would be happy here in the summer. Summer's get really hot here. But there you go. All right, now I really hope that I'm really recording this. What have we had so far? Eight Amish buggies. Probably a girl in her late 20s. They're husky, chatting. Actually, I had some topics to talk about. We're coming up on mile six and a half out of ten. Pretty good. Still wearing my gloves though. Hasn't gotten warm enough that I'm taking my gloves off yet. All right, a little quick tailwind here. So All right. good. All right, so new topic, Galloway. So I'm being chased again. So I mentioned earlier I'm doing a a 120 20. So, again, what Galloway wants me to do for training for my pace is a two minute thirty second ratio, which is a four to one. Right, um, since this is supposed to be an LSD. And I decided, you know what, more walking is not a bad thing. For today, I knocked it down to 120, 20. It's also four to one. So <clears throat> that's where we actually it would be 80, 20, right? But of course. One minute is 60, and I have to add 80 to it, so 120, 20. So so I figure I'll do a shorter one that'll actually give me um, shorter run segments, and thus I'll have a little bit more walking. Kind of force myself to go slow today. So good stuff. Good stuff all the way around. So, so yeah. So, future episode maybe Mrs. JD and I doing her virtual 5K for Frederick and her virtual 5 miler for Baltimore and then that's gonna close her out of the BFD big freaking deal keeping it family friendly she'll get her medals and her shirts and her large medal that goes for finishing the entire series And hopefully, she'll keep up the walking because she started doing some walking on the treadmill either in the evening or in the morning. So, hopefully, she'll continue to do that because I know she has some concerns about her weight, which. Right? Many women do. I know. Tends to be something that. Ladies focus on. As a group more than guys. But. Of course there's only. Two things you can do. Unless there's a biologic. Reason like. I know like your thyroid. Or something like that. Which is causing your weight gain, and that is to eat less eat better and exercise more so we've gone on to a pseudo-mediterranean diet which I started we have something at work where we have these little points you get for doing healthy things so like this run will get automatically uploaded to that. I use something called my fitness pal, which is an app to monitor your food intake. Um, do that for so many days in a row. You get points for that. Um, you get points for trying out healthier diets. And of course one of them is the Mediterranean diet, which if you're not familiar, is heavy into nuts and grains and legumes. Um. Um. Uh. uh what else? Um, and again, whole grains, none of this bleached white flour stuff. Uh, fruits and vegetables. That's the that's the core of the Mediterranean diet. And then moving up the food pyramid, after that. It's fish, fish, and more fish. Of course, you have things like seafood in there as well. So, you know, clams and mussels and shrimp. Moving up the food pyramid again. And then it becomes things like chicken, and eggs, and dairy. And of course, as you go up the food pyramid, you eat less and less of it. And finally, at the very tippy-tippy top, you have red meat, and at the very top, sweets. So candies and sugar. Stuff like that. So so we've started adapting our diet that way. Um, Definitely eating a lot more tilapia than I used to. Um, We already did no meat on Wednesdays and Fridays. For both religious and health reasons. So it was a twofer. But uh, but yeah, so now we've we've bumped up fish to probably at least two times a week, sometimes three times a week. Um, I know Susie was saying she really is jonesing for a nice big juicy burger with a hard-boiled egg on top. Which would be something you'd get from a place near me called Promantis. Promantis is big for giving you the standard American burger with a fried egg on it. So, and they are amazing. So if you find yourself out in Pennsylvania and you come up to a Promantis, make sure you check that out. Definitely not good for you. It tastes amazing. So, alright, almost to seven miles. Um, But yeah, so doing that, um, obviously, being a smart husband, I haven't asked her if she's noticed any weight loss from her exercising in our diet change it's always better to wait for her to go hey, I think my clothes fit me better and then go, that's swell honey, good for you and then bring it up bring it up just as it's just going to get you an ass kicking that's all it's going to do there's really no other way to put it bringing up your wife's weight whether you had good intentions or not only opens up a can of whoop ass on you. You're always going to go. It's always going to go poorly. So you just don't do it. It's like talking to the talking to the queen, right? You let them start the conversation, and then you go, "Why, Your Majesty, that's that's wonderful." It is very much like that. And that's how you stay happily married. For 20 years. So. But. I do think I've heard her. Make some rumblings about. Things are fitting better. And. She definitely seems to be in a better mood. So. So. That is, uh, that's all good things. And I have lost a bit of weight. Um, I just weighed myself this morning. And I've dropped another pound. So I'm not really trying to drop a ton of weight. I'm just trying to get rid of weight, you know, in places where it shouldn't be. Like my gut. Which, of course, is the hard place for guys to get weight off. Women, it tends to be their hips. Guys, it tends to be that beer gut. So, But, yep. Yeah, speaking of beer guts, even taking a bit of a step back from beer. And since we're doing the Mediterranean diet... Actually had a lot more red wine with dinner. Um, so in fact, I may do that later today. Let me go to our grocery store because you can buy wine in our grocery stores now, and uh, grab another bottle of red wine for the next week or so. It's the only time I ever have red wine is with a meal. I don't ever just drink it to drink it. Although I do like it. Um, I'm not a fan of whites, actually. Um, I don't dislike them. Um, I'm just not a huge fan. Now, my wife is a huge fan of Riesling. She loves Riesling, which is a white. Um, she's okay with a Chardonnay. We tend to get a lot of Chardonnays. Because for whatever reason, people who buy us bottles of wine, you know, because it's a it as a gift or something like that, tend to always get Chardonnays. So and there you go. But yeah, she's a bigger fan of Rieslings. So which is a white, and they're okay. prefer red Um, and actually what I like we have something from a winery near us which is called Brogue Blush so it's like a rosé it is a blush It's it's a mix of red and whites and it's got a very very fruity kind of a flavor to it so it's kind of like yeah very much like alcoholic grape juice um, has that very fruity uh sense to it, and I like that. I like the really sweet wines used to be a used to be a dry wine uh person, but found as I get older, my taste buds have changed, and i don't like the dry stuff anymore um I prefer the sweet stuff, you know, you know, the dessert wines, so, yep, so there you go, and back into the breeze again, so, and we only have one more out and back today, and then we're gonna head for home. We're currently at mile 7.43. So that'll be somewhere around 8.5, 8.6, 8.7. That's turnaround, And then I will head back the way I came and head for home and finish up with 10. Still glad I dressed as warm as I did. It's nice with the wind at your back, but with it in your face, still a little chilly. But I love the heat. Uh, a week ago, with was 77 degrees here. I was loving it. Loving it. When the humidity was coming back up. So if you did any workout, you're starting to sweat, and I loved it. Some people, it's just not their jam, but it's always been mine. I hate the cold. can't stand it. So. Long. Well, not that long, but long for the two of us conversation with my buddy Mr. Rosenberg on social media yesterday about uh, we'd really like to relocate to the Tampa Bay area yeah I still miss it Um, really really enjoyed that Um, really not a lot about that trip if anything that I didn't like Um, people were decent Um, they could be a little less crazy on the road but they're uh, absolutely bonkers in Maryland so they're no worse anyway so that didn't really frighten me any It scared the crap out of me if I had gotten there from Kansas, though. Those people are super friendly. That would have been a noticeable difference. And, uh... Yeah, I mean, I found everyone to be very nice. um, Polite. I like the area. Things were easy to get to. Of course, you've got the bay is gorgeous next time we go I definitely want to go and run on the Courtney Campbell which is a basically a bridge that goes right across Tampa Bay from Clearwater to Tampa Bay the city so we're gonna cross this road, we're gonna hit another hill, and we're gonna do another walk. And we're across the road, past the stop sign. Let's shut this noisemaker down. Good. Alright. Get some more to drink. But yeah, no, I really did like it. Um again, I went in December, so you know, how hard is it to take 72 degrees in December when you come from Pennsylvania? Not hard. Easy to get used to. Um, you know. And the weather was good the entire time we were there, so I haven't seen what their monsoon rains look like. I haven't seen what it looks like when you've got a hurricane pulling into uh, the Gulf of Mexico and trying to decide uh, whose life it wants to upend once it goes on on shore. So, there definitely is a hard side to every area. But you won't freeze to death down there, that's for sure. (coughs) So... There it is. But yeah. I had mentioned. In the past. That I was. uh, Looking forward to. uh, Making a business trip down there. But. uh, Thanks to. uh, Thanks to coronavirus. That business trip is. About 99.9%. Scrubbed. So. I've heard recently that it is almost a 100% certainty that any training that I do, that'll be going down to our sister hospital down there, um, is going to be remote. So I'll be doing it from here, or possibly, if things progress, from Baltimore. Um, and then speaking to somebody in St. Pete. I'm training that way. Um, I've also heard there's a possibility that some of the people from Florida will then be the hands-on trainers going forward, maybe coming to us instead. Yeah, originally we were going down there, but the financial impact of closing down hospitals for elective surgeries, big money maker, uh, and outpatient clinics, big money maker has had a huge impact on you know not just where I work, but I would wager every medical institution um, that has had to deal with this. Um, so I know they're all gonna need to, uh, take some time to come back from the, uh, big financial hit this was, because the ways they usually make money, they weren't able to do, so, yeah, you know, you don't normally make money off of, uh, you know, treating somebody for cancer, it's the person that wants the boob job that doesn't need to be in the hospital, that's where they make the money, you know, it's the person who, uh, you know, wants to have the, uh, gastric bypass or the tummy tuck or you know something like that something elective not necessary that they make all the money off of Um, that and the one day surgery stuff so you know the hernia repairs um, things of that nature the colonoscopies um, you know things where you don't have to sleep there you know it's in and out boom boom and we send you home um You know, I mean, heck now. I mean, even things like, you know, hip replacements, knee replacements, where, you know, you know, you used to spend an entire week in the hospital before you got discharged. Now it's days, you know. Surgery one day, the next day they get you up, they walk you around, you know, actually they walk you around the day of surgery too um, but the next day they get you up and walk you around some more so you actually can see the PT you're supposed to be doing after you leave which will be the day after that You know, it's usually like 3 days and bam you're out you're not there very long um, so yeah even stuff like that of course childbirth is the same way you know my mom gave birth to me Bringing up again because it's Mother's Day today. Yeah, she got a she got a week's vacation in the hospital. That's what she got, you know. Oh no, we're just hanging out, you know. And most of that, you know, she was perfectly fine, you know. Now you give birth, and two days later, you and your kid are going home. Unless there's something wrong with one or one or, one or both of you, you're out. You're not spending seven days in the hospital, having somebody wait on you. Mm mm mm. Uh-uh. that's what you got family for out you go so yeah so it's stuff like that that the hospitals actually make their money off of so so yeah so big big impact so that has changed those plans so, so I will not be making it this summer or um, this October uh, for work which I was hoping to, but uh, we'll see what we see, you know. Um, I'm still planning on taking vacation the end of October and the beginning of November. In fact, I think I'm going to go. I have to go ahead and put that time in right now, um, and because uh, the end of October, and yes, I'm extending my walk right here because I can. Um, uh, is when I have my marathon, which is the Swamp Rabbit, which is still on, because we haven't gotten to the point where we're upending things that are happening in the end of October. Um, but, uh, yeah, right now I'm trying to see if maybe, you know, Mrs. J.D. can take some time off at the same time and we can both travel down to Greenville um, for that race, and then um, travel down from there to uh, well, I don't know, maybe Tampa, um, and spend another couple days in Tampa. Um, you know, at the beginning of November, and uh, hang out there for a bit. And then the thought process now is to then drive from Tampa to just north of Orlando in Florida and pick up Amtrak. And Amtrak actually has uh, a car carrier. So then you uh, would hop onto Amtrak. They, you park your car and they put your car onto the, uh, the car carrier. And then um, there are set stops where you can get off and your car can leave too. And one of those is just south of um, D.C. And so we would get off there and uh, get our car and then just drive home from there. Um, and that'd be our trip. So we'll see. We'll see. A lot of time between then and now. So Anyway. Wait for these people driving by. We got the full five finger and smile wave on that one my good buddy Scott Perkinson had a, uh, a neat little I think it was a meme or something like that about you know how friendly a wave is by how many fingers you get you know you know hand on the wheel and you get like the one finger goes up or two fingers or three fingers go up or you know everything but the thumb goes up or we're gonna completely take the hand off the wheel and give you the whole hand. Kind of a wave. All mean different things in the country So So Yep, kind of cool Alrighty Alright, so uh, If I'm actually Recording all of this um, Then uh, My lady friends are going to be very happy Because I'm going to come up on a two hour show For you today Where I have just jawed and jawed and jawed You'll have something for a long run so I'm going to go ahead and start my run walks again. There we go. There we go. So that's pretty soon we'll be turning around and the wind will be at our backs again. And then when I get home, I got some stuff to do. Let me go in feed all of our animals and get our horses outside and then we're gonna go and deal with our goat we have a sick goat or hopefully a recuperating goat so about three weeks ago our one goat whose name is Nibs, came in from the pasture and limping. Oh, what's going on? And two weeks before that, her sister, whose name is Peanut, did the same thing. Same hoof. Well, turned out, at least for Peanut, that they just needed a toe trim. So, toes got a little long, our farrier hadn't been out as frequently, thanks to coronavirus, um, and their toes got a little long. So our vet came out, took care of the toes. Peanut was fine the next day. Of course, like I said, a week, two weeks later, doesn't nibs start doing the same thing? So, like, well, it can't be the foot being too long because everybody got their toes trimmed at the same time well then all of a sudden she was on her knees so back leg is extended but down on what you would say would be her elbows but it's actually her knees um, up front motoring around that way and then when you try to stand her up she would hunch up in the middle and bring her front and back legs very close together and then her back would arch. And I'm like, what are you doing? And it almost looked like a stroke or some sort of neurological or almost Parkinsonian kind of a movement. I'm like, what's going on here? So I had the vet come out and look. And they thought, "Oh, no, it's just arthritis. And I'm like, this isn't arthritis. And I mean, you know, arthritis doesn't act that quickly. So, we eventually had the goat over at the vet's for two weeks. Um, which thankfully was less expensive than we thought. Very afraid that was going to be a four-figure bill. Um, and uh, they ended up trying some new pain meds, which she has to be on now for at least a month. She has a monthly uh, shot for inflammation that she gets, which she's already had. Um, I gave her some different antibiotics. because She also had a case of worms, which is easy for for goats to get. Anything that eats off the ground can very easily pick up a worm. Um, So we have to worm them every year. And so she had a bit of a load of that so they had to reworm her a couple times. Basically they do it once, wait a bit, check her check her poop to see if how many more worms she has still in there or the eggs. and then warm her again to make sure they kill it all. So, so she's got basically a cast we have to put on it's half of a cast we have to go and have to go and vet wrap that sucker on that basically keeps her one leg straight so she stands up and she walks around so I have to do that now but some good news so she uh She popped up for the first time on her own, on all fours, yesterday, uh, in front of me, so have to hand feed her right now, because if you know anything about goats, goats are greedy. Goats will do anything for food, but that means anything, including steal it from their sisters. So our third goat, whose name is Ruggles is now the Alpha Goat. It was the three girls and Mama. Mama's name was Susquehanna. Susquehanna we had to have put down January, I think. It was early this year. Um, So, she was old though. She was like 16, 17 years old. 15 is old for a goat, so she was old and she just it was looking like a failure to thrive kind of a thing um, you know not anything really going on I they could find out she just she was just not doing well um, so it was kind of a Star Wars Padme kind of a thing right just lost the will to live Because Anakin had gone to the dark side. Um, So yes. They ended up putting her down. And of course. uh, Goats have a very strong pecking order. As I have some more tailwind. With my tailwind. Um, And. uh, Ruggles. Then became Alpha Goat. So. Alpha Goat can get bossy. Alpha goat gets to gets to eat when alpha goat wants to eat, and that includes if alpha goat has gorged itself on its own food, and is still hungry, and it will shove you out of the way to go then eat your food. Yeah, goats aren't particularly nice to each other. Um, so, in order to make sure Nibs gets a full morning breakfast of green. I basically just have to sit in the stall with her and make sure she eats it which she's happy to do and smack away any other goat that thinks it's going to horn in on its sister's food. Well, Ruggles of course decided hey, I'm still hungry you have food I'm going to horn in and I'm going to shove you out of the way. Well, thankfully goats have a very thick skull. So you can give them a little bit of a rap on the head without feeling like you're really hurting them. It's kind of like a horse. You can smack a horse pretty hard without really hurting them because they're a large animal. Now again, I mean with your hand, not with a whip or something like that, right? Um, but yeah, they're big enough when a uh, goat with their head Their goats are strong enough to take a um, fairly healthy smack if they're misbehaving. Because, of course, they will ram each other with their heads, won't they? So you got a little leeway there. Well, of course, here comes Ruggles and I gave her a good smack in the head. And no sooner had I smacked her in the head to get her away from her sister's food then her sister, Nibs, pops up onto all four legs. Which is the first time I've seen her do that in three weeks. So, she stood there for about 30 seconds and then went, I can't hold this, and then went back down to her knees. But I was happy to see that. She did some more of it yesterday evening, but it does appear she's improving. It also appears that, you know, the brace is helping a bit. So, but she's a crazy goat, so. She hates the brace. She hates it. So, I'm glad my lovely wife will be on vacation this coming week after today. She'll be able to take care of the bracing. Because for whatever reason... Nibs doesn't give her any trouble. But she flails... like a fish out of water... when I try to put it on her. I'm like... if you got this much energy... goat... you can walk. You shouldn't need this. You should be able to just walk. But... anyway... so I got it on. Well, in short order... she's got this thing flipped around. So instead of being behind her leg because of course her knee goes backwards in the front like our elbow would alright, goes back so you need to have the brace there so she can't bend her leg she needs to keep it straight well she's got this thing flipped around so now it looks like a knee pad and she's fumbling around with this thing in the front but again, standing straight up And fighting through it. Because goats are stubborn. So. Eventually got that off of her. And got her back in. To the barn. And. I saw her. Standing on all fours again. Without. Any assistance. Before I shut the thing down before then she was like, yeah, I can't hold it, boom, down to her knees, so, so better, but yesterday was just so darn bloody cold, I had to keep them inside, um, so today's going to get close to 60, if not hit 60, so, going to get the boys out, that's the horses, going to get the girls out, that's the goats and the llama, llama's name is Noodles, We did not name her. She came with a name. Um, And we'll let them out. And I'll go and get some breakfast. Go about my Sunday morning routine. Upload this show for you all to listen. Or, as they might say in Tennessee, y'all to listen. And uh, and probably around lunchtime, one o'clock we'll go out and take the brace off and let her lie down for a bit. Because they all like to they all like to nap right around then so, so there it is That's the day and We're now at 9.27 miles. That's our show today. I have no more topics for you. We'll definitely get over two hours. Some of my friends will not be happy. Some of my friends will be overjoyed. Um, But it's been a day, hasn't it, huh? Eight Amish buggies, a Husky all kinds of topics. Um, As long as this is actually getting recorded, it's a pretty good show. So, thanks for sticking with it and listening. Hopefully you had a run that was long enough to require currently two hours and six minutes of recording. And hopefully next time I have some company Hopefully, it's the lovely Mrs. JD for her virtuals. Or who knows, if Pennsylvania goes complete mutiny, maybe it will be Anthony again. We shall see what we shall see. But until then, stay safe. Wash your hands. Enjoy your run. And as Anthony always says, tunes.